Welcome to the Jesus Collective Podcast. We're a network that exists to provide relationships and resources to amplify a Jesus-centered movement, and we seek to embody a more hopeful vision of following Jesus in our cultural moment. Join us as we learn from those who are looking to live out a greater Jesus centricity in their areas of leadership and mission. If you're new to Jesus Collective, welcome. Check us out on social media or at JesusCollective.com for ways you can connect to this growing movement. Okay, let's get into today's podcast. Well, good day to all our Jesus Collective listeners. Uh, it's one of your co-hosts, Paul Walker, speaking here. And I am excited to just sit down with my friend, Keith. Keith Smith. He's from Ohio, as I always tell him he is, but he's not actually from Ohio. So he's going to tell us things about that, I'm sure. But uh, if you've been around Jesus Collective for any number of you know, weeks or months, like you probably run into Keith. Keith is one of our partners that has leaned in into some very important spaces. In fact, when I first joined Jesus Collective, Keith was my online learning, like, I don't know, teacher, dude, like guidance. Facilitator. Facilitator, yeah. (laughs) Uh, And so, yeah, welcome to the podcast, Keith. Hey, thanks, Paul. Glad to be here. So I really wanted to chat with you for many reasons, for a whole number of reasons. And and one of them was just like, I, I just, I so appreciate you, Keith. You're someone that, you know, as I hung out with you and your wife, uh, man, did I click with you guys? There's this, oh, yes. this, this yeah. humility, but also this shared experience of coming from a similar, like charismatic background. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I just I find you very Jesus people. So I just feel like yeah, I feel yeah. I feel Jesus's love through you. So I just I want to let you know from the start. Oh, that I no, no, appreciate you it's, so much. It, it is totally mutual. You know, you are our people. You know, me and mm-hmm. I, we talked and, you know, when I told her I was doing this, she's doing voice lessons. So she wasn't able to uh, join us. But she's like, oh, my goodness, Paul. You know, she's like that. She's like, Paul was one of my favorites. You know, so anyway. Yeah, it's mutual. We we definitely feel the same. Uh, so so good. So I just think like even if we had nothing to talk about, this would be a very fruitful time. Just saying, like <laughs> catching up with each other. But I think we have lots to yeah, talk about. Yeah. A, f- a few things that I know that's going on in your world, Keith, is one, like your church has really gone into some new spaces, uh, some yeah. prayer spaces, 24-7 prayer room. And and then also some other pieces, mm-hmm. like I'll just kind of list some stuff we need to talk about, is you had this experience of attending a recent outpouring in Asbury mm-hmm. Uh, university there in Kentucky. And, and I'm so curious to hear about your experience of that because you're a trusted voice. And I think, isn't that the nature of these things? We don't know how to interpret halfway across the world. And yet when we have a trusted voice in our life, we're like, okay, I'll ask some questions about that. And I think that's part of the reason I wanted to reach out to you about this. And then I think always just like, where are you hoping these days? What's, what's feeling the flame? And, and I think that's always great. That I always feel yeah. like I leave with a word of encouragement when we hang out. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, yeah, so um, we are uh, our our church is uh, working to start a twenty four seven prayer space. It's a public prayer space for our community, mm-hmm. um, and so it's not necessarily our church's prayer room. Mm-hmm. Our church is just. Uh, we're the ones who are getting it started, but mm. it is for the purpose of serving 
our community. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so over the last year, uh, Mia and I were uh, commissioned as uh, 24-7 prayer city coordinators. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's just really carrying the heart uh, for prayer, um, mission, and mm-hmm. uh, justice uh, for our community. Mm-hmm. Uh, and having a 24-7 prayer space is just a part of that. Um, and so, uh, you know, when people hear 24-7 prayer, uh, they're, they're immediately thinking, does that mean you have people who are praying around the clock constantly every single hour, every single mm-hmm. day, you know, uh, throughout the year? And um, we may have moments and times where that happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are hoping to have a, a facility and a space uh, that is designated for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it's really a space that is just available for 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Where people could come in and have access uh, to the prayer space. And so uh, there'll be prayer stations, uh, there'll be uh, l- formational prayers, mm. uh, liturgy that will be there, mm. uh, and it will walk people through uh, a space of just surrender, releasing, forgiveness, whatever it is that you have going on. Uh, but ultimately, uh, I want it to be just a sacred space where people come in or, and they can push pause. They can regather their scattered senses, you know, <laughs> yes. and, and, and put, their, <laughs> put their attention on the presence of Jesus. But ultimately, uh, it should be shaping uh, Jesus in them as they go through mm-hmm. and then commission them to be released into some form of missions or justice in our community or uh, the world at broad uh, as they go through that space. Um, so, yeah, so it, it's for everyone in our community uh, that is spiritually curious, uh, regardless of what denomination or stream they come from. Uh, we want it to be a space that builds bridges uh, and brings people together and then sends them out. Hmm. I'm curious what it means to have a vision as as a leader in your church for something citywide. Because I think so often, you know, like we're asking God as pastors and, and leaders in the church, we think so narrow, like what program do I add? What sermon series do I do? And this is, as you're describing it, it's something for your city. It's not even something right. that serves your just you. Like you, you may end up serving more people outside mm-hmm. your community than yep. your own community. Tell, tell me yeah. what it's like to pastor and have a vision for something like that. Yeah, no, that's an excellent question, Paul. Um and really, it was when we were coming out of quarantine uh, of 2020, uh, I felt like uh, one of the things that God was breathing on for me uh, is I I didn't sense this, let's get back to uh, what was familiar or get back mm-hmm. to business as usual. Uh, I felt like there was two specific things that we were called to do, uh, and uh, both of them were to be more outward facing to our community. Uh, and so the prayer room uh, was definitely one uh, to create that space uh, to so how do we serve our community and and that's what we were looking at as a church uh, you know uh, and then uh, the other part is uh, the front of our, our our church we are in a storefront section of our city um, but and we have a cafe that serves our church right and we're like our our, our doors are shut most of the week. 
And uh, the space that we're in is a busy space now. When we mm. first moved into that building about 10 years ago, it was like mm. a ghost town. No one was, but now it's like very busy. And we're like, we need to engage in that space and be hospitable to have our doors open. And so we are actually transforming our space to be a public coffee shop uh, gathering space for our community that our church just happens to meet at, right? Uh, but the first uh, is, is for our community. And so those are two pivots that we felt like we needed to make. Uh, of course, the crazy thing is, is after 2020, uh, you know, our, our numbers went down, mm-hmm. our budget went down, and then we had this big vision. <laughs> and it's like, why, why didn't we like get this when, you know, we had a higher, you know, uh, a number of people who could help. Right. Mm-hmm. Or more money to get it started. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like this is like the way. Right. This is the way of God. It's like right now you're going to trust and like go after this and just be faithful to sow into this. And uh, yeah, so that's the exciting journey we're on right now with that. It makes me think of the story of like Gideon's like fighting men where it's just Come like, on, that is yeah, like 30,000 and then it's like 300. It's like the yes. road has down our budget. <laughs> Will we trust? Will we trust? Yeah, right, right. Uh, like now, now go, now go after serving your city. I'm like, Oh my goodness. What? <laughs> well, well, isn't that just like the spirit, right? Like I, I like this week is the beginning of Lent. And so I've been looking yeah. a lot at Matthew chapter four, Jesus. Yes. He's led yes. by the spirit. Where? to the wilderness to the wilderness and and i just think like isn't that like the spirit that when we as people that hold uh what god wants to do for a community for a city uh we often think we have to move from strength to strength and yet the spirit's invitation is often to the lack and the longing yes yes that's so good I feel that. <laughs> totally feel that. But, but more than that, I know you've lived it. And it's one thing for me to just spout off a text like a Bible nerd. It's another thing to live it, Keith. Yeah, so true. That is so true. That that has definitely been our, our journey. Um, uh, you know, it's amazing. I, uh, I'm an Enneagram 3, right? And... So am uh, so, I. <laughs> okay, so you get it. So you get yeah. it. It's like, you know, uh, which for our audience means he likes to achieve. He likes to get some stuff done. Yeah, I love to achieve. I love to get things done. Uh, and if I can't achieve or get things done, I still like to look like I'm achieving, and getting things done. Right? <laughs> Come on. Come on. <laughs> yeah. This is a, this is turning into a therapy session. I love yes. it. Okay, go on. Yes. Right. <laughs> I, feel, and- I feel the conviction. I'm being I'm being called out right now. <laughs> <laughs> and and really it's i i realized that that part of me um that that achieves that that wants to be viewed as successful um that's my armor right that's mm. that's how i protect my vulnerability uh, that's how i you know feel significance in all of those things and so you know uh, being a church planter of a church that had rapid growth you know, was had a great reputation in the community, you know, young people, you know, all ages, different nations are showing up. And, and we felt like we had just a, uh, a mini outpour in our space mm-hmm. where it's just like, man, 
this this is like God is moving in a in a special way here. Uh, and then going through uh, all of the political things and the polarizing, and mm. then 2020, and then being down to you know a third of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you have to wrestle with your own uh, places where you know you feel lack, and mm. um, it's in that space that I, I really started realizing, like, man, okay. Uh, God, I, I, I need to lean on something more than uh, my appearance mm-hmm. um, because it's like, okay, well, you could do this, right? You know, and this will make you look better. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, why don't you like go back and get your doctorate degree, right? You know, because that will make you look, you know, and and, and Doctor like, Keith, it sounds it sounds great. Like I, it, I like it Dr. has Keith. a ring to it. It has right? a ring to it. Yeah, perhaps you know? even more more of an anointing. Just just throwing it out. Yeah, right? <laughs> you, you, you know, and, but you start yeah. thinking of all the things you could grasp after, mm. you know, and and really, it's like this was a season where. I, I know God was really speaking uh, to me to rest and be still mm. um, because something else was being uh, brought to life when mm. I felt like I was dying, um, you know. And, and so that's that's just been our, our journey and our story mm. of, of God bringing like some strength out of these places of weakness in us. And, but we fight it, right. We fight yeah. to not appear weak <laughs> yeah. and not, you know, when the reality is it's in that place that we actually are strong. And um, yeah. So I see some strong stuff happening uh, in our life right now in mm-hmm. one of the most vulnerable seasons that I've ever been in in ministry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so beautiful, Keith. And yeah, I think that that'll be something that you'll always be unpacking. And and yeah, I, I, I speak to that and I say, like, I'm not I'm not immune from that. I, I think mm-hmm. true leadership in the way of Jesus, because there's a difference. There's a leadership yeah. that that sort of grasps, as you were talking about. Mm-hmm. But there's also a leadership that surrenders. And I think yep. that leadership in the shape of the cross always brings us to the way of suffering. It always brings yeah. us to these moments of of our ego gets killed. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Smashed. <laughs> Smashed. <laughs> let me let me ask you a few questions about uh, you know, because yeah, awkward transition from talking about yeah. our ego's case smash. Um <laughs> Tell me about like the prayer space. Just describe it to, to someone that's never stepped foot into a prayer room. Like you, I, I get this vision of all these different, like you got prayer stations, you got liturgy, you got, you know, probably someone speaking in tongues in the corner. It's just like, that sounds like every, every little bit of the body of Christ thrown in a room and like, okay, figure it out. Like how describe yeah. that kind of experience for someone. Well, I could describe, Two things. I could describe a prayer space and I could describe our prayer space. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So our prayer space uh, looks like studs and ceiling tiles missing and, you know, uh, walls being clear for painting because we're in process, mm. you know, so we're, we're, we're not live as that space yet. Uh, but a prayer space is everything that you described. And mm. so, uh, um, it is a welcoming space that, that is, is warm. Um, there is a, a space where uh, you can sit and have resources uh, in case you are there to read, study. Uh, so a sofa, book 
shelves, you know, with, with mm-hmm. resources. Um, and then there is, like you said, uh, cubicle room spaces that uh, would have uh, like smart TVs in there that may have something that is speaking on uh, w- the importance of surrender, uh, mm-hmm. the importance of forgiveness, uh, uh, these type of things that are just forming you. And then it will have uh, prayers that will guide you uh, mm-hmm. in any of those spaces. Uh, you will have uh, uh, artwork, you know, so uh, we're really big in prophetic imagination. And so things that will awaken those aspects for you, uh, some Visio Divina type of mm-hmm. spaces. Um, there will be also, uh, again, spaces for repentance. There'll be mm-hmm. crosses. There'll be. Uh, interactive stations that you know you touch um you know the different senses uh, so there'll be like candles um mm-hmm. and then there are well there's also a room that is more for creative expressions of prayer so uh, there'll be big chalkboards there'll be big spaces for uh, drawing and painting and stenciling and just mm-hmm. to engage that aspect uh of being childlike you know, mm. um, that uh, is also a really important part of uh, our communion, our prayer time. Uh, and then there's going to be a room that is kind of like a maps, local, uh, you know, for our city and county and our state mm. and regions, uh, then the world. Um, and then there's a section before you leave out of that room uh, that will have different displays for our local ministries that are in our city, uh, Catholic charities, people to people, mm-hmm. uh, there are homeless ministries. And so we want to have uh, displays that are there uh, that kind of give people uh, insight into some of the needs mm-hmm. in our city. And they'll be like either uh, QR codes or papers that you can take off if you want to know, how do I get involved in helping with these ministries? And so mm-hmm. uh, that's on your way out. So if, if you're signing up for an hour in that prayer space, you should be able to feel that whole time going around the room mm-hmm. and into these different other spaces and then out one room uh, and being sent out. So that's kind of the, the layout. So there'll, there'll be times where one person might just sign up for an hour to be there. Uh, you might bring a team of people with you. Uh, there might be uh, a, a time where uh, there's a group that's there that are just praying together. So like an open space between this time and this time, people know to come in. And so, yeah, you may have someone in one corner, you know, praying in the spirit, you know, someone uh, in another place just sitting in silence, uh, someone in a, in a booth that is, you know, just pouring their heart out for forgiveness mm-hmm. uh, of releasing people and being released. Um, and so it just depends on what mm-hmm. is happening. But ultimately, if it's ever a time where there's just a unique like moment where it's like God is doing something I, in our city, uh, in prayer, in like, uh, you know, the midnight oil burning, you know, mm-hmm. uh, we want to be able to be a space that could facilitate and house that. Um, there's also another room that is like a kitchenette that will have like a coffee uh, kind of coffee bar and table where you can sit in there and have conversations apart mm-hmm. uh, from everything else that's going on. 
So, so, tell, so tell me what, what has surprised you about making this space available? Like what surprised both yourself yeah. as like internally as you've engaged it, but like what you've observed with how people have engaged it. Yeah. Um, well, it's, it calls me, honestly, that's one of the things, mm. you know, um, the space where we're doing this at used to be, um, like, uh, a, a open space for offices and conference rooms. And so my office is, is in that space currently, and I'm, I'm moving to another building, um, that we're connected to. Um, but as I walk in there and I start to see where, uh, where things are headed, uh, I just have this longing inside of me to want to just be there, uh, mm-hmm. to be in the atmosphere, to be in the presence of, of, a, of a place that is just kind of set aside and designated for prayer. There's mm-hmm. just something about, you know, you can pray everywhere, anywhere, you know, but there's something about having spaces that are just set aside, like this is for this. Mm-hmm. And it calls me, you know, uh, times where I might be in my office late at night and no one else is there. Um, I just feel this drawing of God wants to meet you here in a different way, you mm. know, uh, not that you have to be there to meet God, but sometimes God calls you to certain places to meet with him. Um, and, and so that's for me personally, is I think that part of my heart is opening up more for mm. that type of, uh, ministry and that type of space. Um, it, the cool thing, um, I've been running into uh, pastors in my community um, that have an interest in what we're doing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the pastors uh, in our one of our historic downtown churches, um, you know, it's a Lutheran church, right? And mm-hmm. um, we met up. He wanted to meet at our building, and so we met, and I shared what we're doing, and he just was so excited. Like, man, I love this. It's like, mm. you know, how can we be involved as a, a church in the community? Can you come to our church and share this vision? Um, and, and then it was like, maybe we could start getting some of the pastors in our city together to come and meet and pray and build relationships out of this space, mm. you know? And it's like, that has been like my heart uh, to actually build those connections. Uh, I feel like I've probably could do it as a city coordinator for prayer in a prayer space. I probably could do it better serving in that capacity than another pastor just in the community. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so yeah. I see some of the fruit of that already opening up um, to where this is like a neutral space, a safe space. Um, so yeah, that that's some of the stuff that I'm seeing uh, It's being awakened in uh, parts of our, our church that are leaning in. Uh, mm. to support this uh, right now, like finances that are coming in are really coming in from our church to support it. Um, eventually we want it to be self-sustained uh, yeah. from our community to kind of just take it and uh, take ownership for it. Uh, so volunteers, people who serve in it uh, are from our, will be from our community, not just from our church. Mm. So you talk a bit about longing about like, like it, like you really feel drawn to it. Was that always true for you? Like for these spaces no. or is that something you grew into? It's something I, I grew into over, uh, over the last probably, uh, five years or so. Um, mm. 
you know, uh, I've grown in my understanding of prayer, um, of being in sacred spaces, being in silence, um, different senses being activated uh, for that uh, to where it's like, you know, I, I hunger for it now mm-hmm. in ways that I didn't before. Um, <clears throat> prayer was kind of more, you know, just conversation. And it still is for me, you know, just mm-hmm. conversation. Uh, but then there are times where it's like I, I need it more uh, of a guidance in my prayer life, mm-hmm. uh, more of a trellis uh, for my my spirit to grow on. Yeah. And I, I really sense this space like drawing me in uh, to have that type of uh, experience in my growth um, and, and to sit with other people in those spaces as well to where it's not just me. Um, I just, I don't know. I just get excited, uh, for that. Mm. So you talk about prayers at trellis and that's beautiful language. I've, I've heard that from, you know, mm-hmm. people like Pete Schizero and like Brian mm-hmm. Son and those kind of mm-hmm. folks. Um, what does that look like for you? Do you have like a, a sort of a prayers you return to? Um, would you describe a bit of that? Yeah. Um, so <laughs> there are certain things that, you know, I just probably wouldn't pray. Uh, I, I, an example of one that might be really familiar for a lot of people would be like the prayer of St. Francis. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And during 2020, uh, that was probably one of my most uh, recited prayers that I would pray. Gotcha. Um, you know, with everything that was going on that year, mm-hmm. uh, it's like, you know, God make me an instrument of your peace. Yeah. Um, you know, where everybody was fighting to have, have their voice heard, you know, it's like, God helped me, uh, to understand more than to be understood. Mm. You know, these are things again, that I probably wouldn't have prayed, you know, help me to love more than to be loved, Mm. you know, to console more than to be consoled, you know, for it isn't giving that, you know, these, these were just things that I would just start to recite and pray. Yeah, uh, like that, that was super formational and grounding for me mm-hmm. uh, in that time, uh, especially, you know, uh, we were having conversations about what was going on uh, mm-hmm. with Ahmaud Arbery and George yeah. Floyd. And, and, mm-hmm. and you know, I, I was getting invitations to talk about those things, uh, but I was also in spaces where, you know, uh, not everybody was interested to hear. And mm-hmm. I felt like, well, I, my voice needs to be heard right now. Um, but then that prayer was like, you mm. know, why don't you get quiet? <laughs> mm. And right now when people are expecting you to be a voice, you might have to be an ear, you know, and need to listen. Mm. Um, and that was really, uh, really for that season, uh, to posture myself in a place of listening, uh, and not always speaking, uh, even when asked to speak. <laughs> mm, yeah. I, I love that image too of like, like you're in a turbulent time and the gift of praying not out of yourself and receiving yeah. something that that's from yes. beyond, like a received uh, tradition. I was, you know, experiencing a spirituality as a communal spirituality yeah. that you're not yeah. in charge of everything. Yes. Right. 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 That, yeah. Yeah. That's so good. That was so, huge. I think that that's a good transition to like 
So there's been some things stirring recently at a Kentucky University, Asbury. Uh, there, there's been a bit of an outpouring. I know at the time of recording this, they're probably going to wrap up things tomorrow, I heard. They're going to move things off campus, um, which is curious because they feel as a commissioning. And um, there's so many things about what's what's going on in that moment that I think just had me curious. And I'd be... I'd be curious about your curiosities on that. What was your initial reaction as you heard of of this? Because I'll, sh- I'll I'll just go first. I'll share mine. Yeah, go ahead. I have an inner skeptic. I have an inner cynic. Yeah, someone that's been burned <laughs> and jaded, and and like I don't even like a ton of Christian music. You know what I mean? Like it's like yeah, yeah. there's a sort of a false veneer to some of it, and and I. I've seen people peddle the products before. And so like, I, I probably <laughs> immediately dismissed it. And I'll be honest, like for me, it's only when there were people I trusted that started saying there's something beautiful happening here that mm-hmm. I began to open up my heart to say, okay, what could happen? Not that I went, yeah. but I'd be curious about your own reaction on first hearing about this. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, definitely. I, I think I, I definitely could relate to what you're saying. Um, you know, our, our church that we planted, um, I, I hate labels, you know, it's like, oh, we're this church where that, you know, but if other people were to put a label from experiencing it, uh, they would say, oh, this is a charismatic church, right? Mm-hmm. This is a prophetic church. This is a revival church. Mm-hmm. Um, partly it's because how our church was birthed, you know, and there were things that were happening that is like, okay, this is incredible Holy Spirit, God mm-hmm. stuff. Um, but I also started to become burned out with always feeling like you needed to chase after something, mm. um, yep. you know, the next like impartation, mm. you know, the, the, yep. the next, you know, conference with this anointing that's going mm. to be released. Um, uh, the prophecy that is, is being revealed now. Yeah. Right. <laughs> And, and I'm sure like, to some people listening in, they're like, what is this? But like for those that have been inside this world, it's just like, yeah. oh, yeah, I get that. And I think yeah. like, so if, if you're listening right right now, dear listener, and you're wondering like, what what in the world is that? Like, just listen with curiosity, because I think Keith, yeah. is tra- you're describing something that has been true for many folks. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and the thing about it, you know, Paul, it's like I have had like incredible God moments that, you know, you can't explain it. It's not a Mm -hmm. philosophical, you know, cerebral type of, you know, it's Mm -hmm. like, no, this is outside of me, God moments. And Mm -hmm. they are anchors for me really today, Mm -hmm. because honestly, there's a lot of crap that is just like happened in the church world Mm -hmm. that at times you're just like, man, I am done. Yeah. You know, or, or doubts or questions mm. or, and, but I can't deny some of these things that have happened <laughs> on mm. my journey. It's like, I know that I know that I know mm. this was like divine intervention or, or a mm. divine moment or connection. And, and so, you know, that was a world that uh, was very real and, and is in, in places deep for me. But I also saw the other side of it that uh, I felt was uh, unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, every, every 
stream or denomination or, or system has those broke pieces, you know, and God works with all of those broke pieces. Humans and, are going to human. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and so I started seeing the broke pieces there. And I and I started like desiring and hunger for something that w- had deeper roots, you know, mm-hmm. um, not to throw the baby out with the bathwater because God met me and mm-hmm. brought me uh, in ways that I, I just cannot deny uh, from that stream. Things that uh, opened up revelations mm-hmm. of of God that brought me to where I'm at today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I love how uh, Brad Jersak describes his journey with mm-hmm. that because he also comes from some of those spaces yep. uh, on his journey. Uh, he said, you know, I, I have this backpack and each of these places that God has led me, um, I have taken something of value in my backpack as I continue on on my journey, you know, mm-hmm. so yeah. I, I don't set up camp there, you know, yeah. but I take something that is meaningful with me. And so I, I, I have. And so I started moving away from uh, probably uh, being uh, a prophetic revival church hmm. and being a Jesus centered church. Yeah. You know, um, it, I, is. Yeah. I'll just say ahead. initially, I, I just appreciate the generosity with which you can talk to your younger self. And I hope mm-hmm. I have that same generosity when, you know, as I get a bit older, yeah. cause I think we've, yeah. I've lived long enough to experience that, mm-hmm. but like, it's, there's sort of something that like, you feel like, Oh, I should have had it all figured out. And there can be a kind of nihilism when you do yeah. go through and, and I'm going to use the word. I think, I think it was a bit of a deconstruction, but yeah. in a healthy yeah. way. And there's, diff- you know, there's different ways of understanding that word. Um, mm-hmm. One way that a lot of folks experience it is like a demolition and it's a violent act. But then yeah. another way, I think the way you're kind of describing is like, you have this beautiful house, but you know, you got to change out that wall. You got to open it up. Mm-hmm. You got to, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's some old paint there. We got to put some fresh paint there. Like you're renovating and that's costly, but like you're thankful. And it's not like you're saying, well, to heck with this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, well, and, and the thing about it is I, you know, deconstructed, I'm using my mm-hmm. air quotations for those who are listening, you know, I deconstructed into that, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Because I, I didn't grow up in a church where that was like the norm, you know, yeah. praying in t- praying in tongues was the devil, you know, <laughs> <laughs> tell me about it. <laughs> yeah, right? and, and it's like all of those things were, you know, uh, outside of what was familiar uh, for my church background. Uh, but also it was very legalistic. It was mm-hmm. fear based. It was very performance, you know, mm-hmm. and the Holy Spirit, like captivated me and through a dream brought me out of a very closed religious group and mm-hmm. started to like break down the, the pieces of that group that were harmful and mm-hmm. limiting me to be able to grow in my spiritual journey. And it's like, it was a faithful like rescue, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it brought me into a space where I was like becoming awakened to mm-hmm. the goodness of God uh, the love of the father, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, w- what was possible and tangible in walking with God. And it brought me to that place. And, and it's like, wow, I'm so thankful for that. But, you know, we're on a journey. We're, it, we're still moving. <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, that's the key word know. there is journey. Cause right. Like, yeah. I think 
there there's a kind of like way of processing the faith journey where like in a deconstructionist lens like you have one form you rebel against but like but to use the word journey says oh you don't even know where you're going right yeah yeah, yeah. And, and and isn't this the walk right the mm-hmm. of faith you know is not by sight abrahamic <laughs> yeah. yeah isn't that the abrahamic like yeah i that that's what we're called to and mm. um it, it would be nice to like let's just make camp here you know and this, yeah. you know god met me here you know i have some you know uh experiences i've seen god move here you know mm. so i'm just going to stay here mm. uh, and, and really you know that's that's the mount of transfiguration right and yeah i was thinking about like, that right yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, God is, he met me here. It's undeniable, you know, and we become Peter, you know, it's like, let's build a tent, you know, uh, and, and we even, you know, the voice was like, it's not a good idea to build a tent to uh, Moses or Elijah. And it's not okay to build a tent to Jesus, right? Mm. <laughs> our, our Jesus tents are just as bad as our Moses and Elijah tents. Mm. And that was something that, you know, I, I felt like God kept leading me. Because yeah, Jesus is, he, he's going down the mountain. He's there. Yes. At the moment, yeah. you get the unveiling, right. but he's walking. Yeah. And like Jesus is always moving. on the move. Yeah, he's always still moving. moving. Always yeah. moving. And that might even be our, our, our word for, you know, Jesus-centered. You know, yeah. Jesus-centered, Jesus, Jesus centered, it could become a Jesus-centered tent, right? And, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it's not like, okay, we finally have it now. You know, mm-hmm. we finally got it. And Jesus is so our, lucky to have us, you know? <laughs> yes, yeah. let's build our tent right here, you know? Mm. <laughs> and and so that that has been that that journey, you know, for me. And um, I, I truly believe like those encounters um, are meant to challenge our assumptions and bring our focus back to mm. Jesus. You know, this is my beloved son. Listen to him. Yeah. Yeah, You know, and, and so that's been the the case for my journey, but that has also been the case, I believe for like these outpourings, like what is happening at Asbury, you know, um, I, I was a little like, "Mm, I don't know when I first started hearing about what was going on. Um, and, and this crazy thing, Paul is, I like prayed for stuff like this. <laughs> wow. You know, it's like, I prayed like God, you know, and believe like, and, and I, and, and there's a part of me that again, because you have been jaded, you have been disappointed. You, you have seen some of the broken pieces of it. It's almost safer to just put that in a box on a shelf. Yeah. And, you know, uh, I that wonder, was a part. Yeah. I, I wonder Keith, like, if that Keith, let's say it was like a decade ago, you were praying those prayers. Mm-hmm. If you could sit in the room with you today and like, as you process that, like there you are praying, mm-hmm. oh Lord, come move. And then here yeah. you are a decade later just saying like, I don't know about this. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder, no. I wonder that would be a fascinating conversation. No, it, it would. I, I would definitely um, be gentle with that Keith <laughs> <laughs> uh, because, because knowing you know, he needed that, you know, that was a part of, again, his growth, uh, his transformation, his healing. Mm. Um, and, 
uh, I don't get to where I'm at today apart from that, <laughs> you know, and um, <clears throat> I, I needed something outside of me to rescue me. And um, I was in my own way. I know I was in my own religious way, my own uh, ego way and, and pride and, and all of those things. Uh, and it was all cloaked in religion. So I could have been very insulated and trapped in that. Um, so sometimes we use God to hide from God. Yeah, right, yeah. right, very much so. And and so, um, so when I heard, you know, I know history. I'm, I I I study revival history. I I knew mm. about the uh, revival in Asbury from 1970. Yep. You know, I knew there was other like another move even before that. You know, mm. it has a history of that. Um, but. There's also the part of me that kind of grew to the point where it's like, I don't, I'm not interested in a revival that doesn't lead to uh, reaching the least, the last, and the lost. If if it just is a lot of church services for Christians, mm-hmm. you know, uh, like a Christian resort kind of idea where you come here mm-hmm. for a seven day all inclusive, <laughs> you know, you get <laughs> mm-hmm. a little bit of everything, you know prayer and worship and you know um i i just i was i didn't desire that i i Mm. I saw that that was just empty and you know the thing that was crazy is when i first heard about what was going on in asbury i was reading um frederick Douglass's autobiography wow and uh he he was talking about a time where revival hit uh in the area where he was uh, enslaved at, you know, and he was saying how his master went to the revival and everybody in the community, this was this outpour of God there. And he was hoping that, you know, his, his master would, you know, get something from God, come back, change to be kind, you know, give them food, you know? And he said mm-hmm. his master came back and he was worse <laughs> than he was mm-hmm. before finding Jesus. And, you know, and so you, you look at it and it's like, okay, well, you had the great awakening, but it didn't uh, wake them up enough to free their slaves, <laughs> yeah. you know? And, and so there's this history of revival that didn't always lead to people's changed lives in society and culture. Um, and so there was a part of me that was a little jaded with that, where it's like, if it, if it doesn't like, bring people to the place of being more inclusive and loving mm-hmm. and, and, and connected, you know, uh, if it just makes you feel like, Hey, I must be right because God showed up here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. everything that I believe must be, mm-hmm. God is confirming that, you know? Um, and, and I think for some people, that is one of the things that is hard for them to enter mm-hmm. into this is because it might be happening in a way and with people that you may say they're wrong. Mm, <laughs> this yeah. is not this is not right. You know, um, and God just moves and He does what He does. He's the wind, right? Mm. He blows, and and we can't contain God's Spirit from moving. Um, and so, uh, Pete Gregg, you know, from Twenty Four Seven Prayer, um, uh, he posted something. He said, you know, I would much rather be gullible than cynical. Mm. And uh, that that resonated with me. Uh, yeah. 
yeah. <laughs> I, I think it resonated yeah. with me because I found myself awakening to longing, right? Yeah. And like almost like talking to my younger self and saying like, where, where, how far, how long have you been? Where's that child yeah. inside of you? And yeah, um, and, and realizing I think like cynicism is something. It's it's really a, a defense mechanism. But when it we is. see when we see what it's doing to us, it it can have a really like overwhelming um, evaluation of where we're at, right? And maybe we see, yeah. you know, like like Jesus tells us in the Gospels that we have to be like children. And if there's one thing I know yeah. about my kids is they're not cynical. Like they'll mm-hmm. grow into it. Trust yeah. me, teenage years yeah, yeah, are coming. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Uh, right. But there's this open-hearted wonder, <laughs> which isn't to say like it's certainly there's a you know. You could easily like make your kids deceived and they're a bit gullible and all that, but they're also, yep. they love so purely. They yeah. love so pure. Like my kids are, they love better than me. Right. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. No, for sure. And so anyway, I, and then I started yeah. seeing the thing that was interesting, Paul, I started seeing people like commenting about uh, Asbury that weren't revival people. Yeah. You know, it, it, or my same, friends, same. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or my friends on, on Facebook that were like Church of Christ or, you know, mm-hmm. Christian Missionary Alliance or, you know, just different like backgrounds of streams. They're like, God is moving. There's an mm-hmm. outpour. I'm like, wait a minute. That's revival language. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> I know. What are, how are you using that language? Uh, you know, I was like, aren't you going to be against this? <laughs> mm. And and so I started seeing all of these people from different backgrounds. Then by 24 seven prayer, people are just like, yeah, we're going, we're, we're showing up. And mm. there's so many different streams that were flowing together and mm. saying something is happening. And that is really the thing that I started seeing in the Jesus awakening, mm. you know, yeah. all of these streams are flowing to this place where it's like, you know, uh, you know, seeing scriptures through a Jesus centered lens. Right. And and it's like, it's not just Anabaptists. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like, wait, that's Anabaptist language, you know, this third Mm. way, this, this Jesus and and peace. And it's like, Mm. but now a move of God is happening that people who aren't from Anabaptist backgrounds are being awakened to a Jesus centered movement, Mm. you know, those are one of the things that I, I recognize, you know, it's like when people from different backgrounds that would usually be separate start to converge and come together, mm-hmm. it gets my attention. It, it yeah. just gets my attention. Mm-hmm. And and so I started seeing that with Asbury and it's like, okay, this has my attention. Mm-hmm. And, and it was student led, you know, yeah. and it was, and it wasn't like performance. It wasn't. Like- like yeah, I watch I watch some like you know live stream stuff of it just like briefly you know the videos yeah. the news reports and stuff and like like I think you'll relate to me a bit Keith because we come for those streams yeah. but like we've kind of seen when the room is nuts we 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 could sniff yeah. out egocentric like a mile yeah. away oh yeah and like I was just like what is this I was just yeah. like it shouldn't work like like no. and, and that's what I think <laughs> I found so curious about like watching it from the outside in and I'd love to hear your experience of this we'll go there next but yeah yeah my observations are like man like it's an acoustic guitar and and people just pouring out their hearts yeah. and, and and like caught up in this worship there's this sense of peace that people keep talking about uh it's it's that gen z moment that i just think is like uh, you know i know many church leaders i talk to they don't know what to do with that generation 
right they feel they feel like they're not connecting (laughs) and like to have to have god like encounter them in a way that's really i think translates well um i think it's it's amazing i i think the big thing for me was uh, there's no there's no celebrities there right Mm-mm. like there's no, no movement there's no like trademarketed like you know right it's it's completely it seemed like it smelled a bit like Jesus. You know what I mean? It did. It did. And that's where, yeah. that's, that's what gave me hope. That's what was like, really? Wow. And, and I, then I started seeing like, like big name people that I'm just like, uh, like I'm going to Asbury, you know? And I was just like, Oh, here, like, we, here go. we go. Here we but, go. And then you hear the stories of like the students are like, yeah, you're not going to the platform. Like just go sit yeah. in the back somewhere. And right, like, right. I was like that. There's something about that that just caused me like, wow, wow. Because yeah. yeah. I'll be honest, if those people came to your church or my church, I think we'd be tempted to put them on the platform, right? Right, right. Like how yeah. much, how much discipline does it ha- take for these, for these leaders? And I hear it's being led well, just very humbly, yes. to yeah. have that posture of we're not, we're not going to make much of anyone but the Lord, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and that, to lean it and to steward it so well. Right, like, right. Yeah. yeah. What, what And what I was hearing is like the leaders who are stewarding it, they said um, uh, they are seasoned, but not known, mm. you know, and I'm like, that's, well, they, that's really. Yeah. They have some incredible <laughs> like New Testament professors there. They have like some of yeah. the leading like theological minds. And like, like I saw this picture of Craig Keener. He's that guy is like a walking seminary and and he's just there, you know, being a greeter, helping people to their seats and stuff. And I was just like, I was like, there's, there's something so beautiful about that, that like, yeah, yeah, it's humble, but I think we're not used to that because I can't Mm -hmm. think of a movement or at least, you know, an experience that got marketed that didn't start with the big names. Right. Right. Yeah. And that, and that's what I was looking for. It's like, if it's more of that, I just, I'm so burned mm. tired of that. I can't, I can't do that. And so when I saw it being different, I'm like, God, is this really, I, and, and honest, I need it. I need it refreshing. Mm. You know, I, it's been I, a hard I, season. I, don't we yeah, all? It has. Like, yeah. Uh, and, and, yeah. That, and that was that part of me, you know, my scripture was, you know, don't grow weary and doing well. You know, because, you know, in due season, you know, you'll, you'll reap if you don't faint. And I'm just like, I feel like I'm about to faint, mm-hmm. but I know I need to still hold on to doing good. Yeah. And, and so there was that part of me, it's just like, I think I need to go just to be in that atmosphere and be refreshed. I, you know, I, I'm not looking to see signs and wonders and, but man, people are coming from all around the world. And it's a four and a half hour drive for me, Yeah, <laughs> you know? And I'm like, and, and then I started seeing, it's like, okay, this is Gen Z. Mm. My, my kids are Gen Z, yeah. you know, uh, two are in college. One just recently graduated and works for college, you know, and one is in high school. My nephew's with me. He's in high school. And I'm like, I don't want my cynicism to rob them of like, encountering experiencing God for themselves in their journey. Mm. You know, I, I didn't want, you know, and, and so yeah. I, I'm like, we're going to go. If it's just for one day, your whole family, we're going to go. our whole family, you know? 
So you so know, you're in the car. Size vehicles. Yeah. So you're, <laughs> yeah, we so don't you're in the car. So we have yeah. to rent. <laughs> yeah, to rent, rent a vehicle. Yeah. I will not give a sacrifice that which costs me nothing. You know, <laughs> so it costs you something. And I'm, I'm yes. gonna say like that's that's where our cynicism gets to dilute is like when as soon as it, we have as soon as I have to pay for something, there are all sorts yeah. of like it even increases my I'm searching for reasons to say no. Right, I'm, right. I'm just so I cheap. Know. <laughs> I know, I know. And it's like okay, then I'm like thinking like man we're gonna drive four and a half then we're gonna turn right back around and come back and you know so mm. um yeah so we all in the car and we're we're hitting you know the road you know monday morning and um we, you know we get there and i'm hearing things and this was the other part it's like oh am i gonna go people are standing in line for hours mm. and not, not able to get in you know, so that's going through my mind mm-hmm. too. Like, you're going to go through all this, and what if you don't even like get into, you know, uh, to have to be a part of it? And so we get there, and we pull up, and immediately, this is a small town. Asbury is in a small community yeah. in Kentucky. I think somebody said the population was under four thousand. Yeah. <laughs> so the roads, you know, the structure of everything is not meant for mm-hmm. the masses. And we get there and my GPS, I'm following it. And then there's these police officers that are blocking the road. It's like, you got to turn. And I'm like, mm. but I don't know where to go. <laughs> and so we turn and we find a parking spot, like a couple of blocks from the university. Mm. And uh, we walk there and immediately I'm seeing people from other nations just mm. uh, invading, like just swarming the streets. And we get, I don't even know what to, you know, uh, the school layout is i don't know where any of the buildings are at i'm just following people who are walking and we get mm-hmm. there and uh a guy is like um uh gen z talked to my kids it's like uh there's a line for you guys to get you in wow and so and it's like parents uh there is an overflow you know <laughs> chapel over here there's a gym with us you know we're doing simulcast and you know and we're like all right this is why we're here. You guys go, you know? Uh, and so Mia and I, uh, we went across the street. Uh, one of the chapels was already full (laughs) the second spot. So we had to go down to the gym, uh, where they had, you know, screens and we got in there and, uh, they're worshiping, you know, watching, uh, and, uh, we find a seat and, um, immediately see, and I and I haven't really even shared this with a lot of people, Paul. Uh, this is uh, my own vulnerable uh, part of this because there's some people who don't believe in this type of stuff. But oh mm-hmm. well, I'm sitting there and I'm not there long until I just feel this like burning hot sensation in my stomach and chest. Mm-hmm. It's like it's on fire, and I and I have my cell phone with me, so I thought like wait, maybe my yeah. cell phone is. Like hot, you know, I like left my flashlight on or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> and I realized it's like, no, it's not. And I move it and it's like just burning. I didn't say anything mm. to me. I didn't want to be sensational. Like, I yeah. feel a burn. You know, it just was. And I'm like, what is this? Mm. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> somebody walks by that my wife and I know from our church that left whoa and it was 
one of, you know, you and I, we have personal conversations on this. And so I'm not going to, I don't want to share too much about personal pieces, but um, this person was a major part of our church and a very, very close covenant friend to our family. And it's just, it's not a day that goes by that my wife and I, we don't hurt from this loss in our, in our church and our friendship. And um, my eyes are closed. I was worshiping and Mia saw her and she's like, there goes so-and-so. And, you know, they came and they saw us and they came to us. And immediately when they came to us, they started just crying, bawling. I start. I was already crying because of the worship. Yeah. I now, now, now I'm like not crying. I'm bawling. Yeah. My wife is bawling and we're like embracing each other. <laughs> and I mean, we, we end up, she, this person gets on their knees and we sit down and we're just bawling, ugly crying. And they're apologizing. I, I, didn't yeah, you didn't have to ask where it just happened. No, it's just how it's like it's just like, like <laughs> so, and we're like the Holy Spirit, like oh, just blows through, yes. and you're just like you can't, you yes, just, you just knew you can't make this up. You can't make this up, Paul. It's like there are thousands of people, thousands of people here. We sit down. We're there no longer than five minutes. I feel this burning sensation of like God is. And then this person walks by <laughs> and we have this moment of healing and reconciliation and love just being released, you know, and we're like, it's just beautiful, man. It's beautiful. And, and that's what my heart needed. That's what I needed. And God knew that's what I needed. <laughs> Hey, I, I'm, I'm actually crying right now for those that are, <laughs> yeah yeah that's yeah. just like that yeah those are those are the stories of you know like as a pastor like you can't make that happen like you know no. like there's there's no amount of teaching or like good talk some polarization no that can in five minutes heal a relationship yes yes it's been it's been like this relationship is fragmented for three years right yeah we're 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 in pretty much the same uh, county community back home in ohio and we're not you know but here we are in kentucky on the same day Hmm. at the same space five minutes and that happens and you know and we're like hey when we get back home let's let's get together yeah and 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 that was one of the things that i heard as a uh, a marker of this outpouring. There was like this healing, it was reconciliation, yeah. it was confesh- confession, and all of these things. And it, we're not there for five minutes. Wow. And all of a sudden, and and after that, I'm just like, I'm just going to just sit and relax in this now. God has done <laughs> something that in my spirit and my heart that I needed, you know, God knew I mm. needed this. Yeah. Um, I, I, I didn't, I didn't need to see like signs and, you know, I, I, you know, it was like, what is, you know, some people, what is the fruit, but what is the fruit of this outpouring? What is it Yeah. for me, for me, it, five, was, minutes. A, it was a five <laughs> minutes of 
running into this person and uh, a healing was taking place. Mm-hmm. A relationship is starting to be restored and repaired. And yeah. Yeah, it makes me think about like, so I think for some people that like check out Jesus Collective, they have this curiosity because we name like we're Jesus centered. And and I think they're like, so why why are you talking about the Holy Spirit? Some people have that. But like, you know, we've, mm-hmm. we've recently been in this like uh, time of just discerning what we what we're going to value, what we sense the spirit and what Jesus is talking to us as a movement. And one of the kind of the statements of new reformation that we often talk about these days Uh is that the Holy spirit empowers us to partner in God's work of reconciling all things. That's just something that, that like, especially for those that are born in Anabaptist tradition, like, we do workshops on peacemaking and yet like some of us, like myself included, we felt so powerless in the cultural polarization. And there's something about um, the hurt of the world is too great for any good strategy. And that like the way you tell the story of like the spirit moving and things happening that like Keith, it could have taken years of counseling to make that happen. Yes. Yes. And, and, and it wasn't, just for my wife and I, it's like our whole family, you know, my wife, like our kids were texting us from the other place. And she's like, we just had this incredible encounter with this person. Hmm. And and our kids are like, Oh, are you sick? like our whole family knows it's, it's like, we all have been walking this journey of pain together and they couldn't wait to see us to hear about it. They were excited hmm. about it because they knew like, this hurt my parents, this hurt us, this hurt, you know, and, mm. and it's like, God, <laughs> that's God. Has that it come to God. this, Keith? Has it come to this yeah. that, like, literally, we can't do it, and that we just right. have to say, like, it's, you know, will these dry bones live? Yes, right? Mm. And, man, so that, you know, if if, if anybody, like, asked me, so what was, was it anything special? It's spectacular that all of these people are drawn together for something that's not spectacular. Mm. And, you know, and and, and it's crossing denominations and um, ethnicity, you know, it's Mm -hmm. it's just, um, it was peaceful. It it wasn't like hype, you know. Um, There wasn't like, like, any grandiose like things that were it's like man people are just confessing praying worshiping and being together hmm. yeah <laughs> it, we're, we're, we're it sounds like what would happen if jesus stepped in the room right yeah where where it goes i don't know i uh, do am, am i one of those people that's like it has to flow yes that i am but hmm. It's like, we need these moments. It's like, could, could God have met me at my home and just God could have. But I think God needed to use a person that I needed to be reconciled with. And that was a place where I met that person mm. at that moment. Yeah. Coming, needing and seeking God for refreshing, mm. you know. Um, so, yeah, God is everywhere. There's not a place where the presence of God is not at. You know, I, mm. I know all of that. You know, but for whatever reason, these type of things happen and they've happened throughout history. Um, yeah. And, and I, I think like it, it can scare the heck out of us sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I think, again, our 
our postures of perhaps control or just like jadedness. There's like, there's so many barriers that want us to say no to these things. But, but, you know, and you know, this language too, Paul, though, but every revival has an offense. (laughs) Yes. You know, (laughs) what's the offense of this one? You think? Yeah. I, I, I think really the offense of this one for, especially for revival people who've been jaded and burned is do I trust again? Mm. You know, do, do I, you know, is, is there, and then a lot of people are cynical and jaded, you know, where we're in this season where this great deconstruction is happening, where people are, are even questioning, is God even real? Right. You know, and now you have all these people flocking to Kentucky of all places, you know, they don't even have a, it's, it's not on even my top 10 team. list. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like they don't have a professional sports team, you know? <laughs> Yeah, come on. <laughs> and, now. And people, and people are like showing up, you know. Um, so I, I don't know. There, th- this is a different season, mm. you know. People that I know who would have been like, yes, are like, ah, I'm not even interested in, you know. So it's almost like, do you trust again? You know, do you become vulnerable again? Do yeah, you... a phrase that's just like landing in my my heart right now is like almost like a second naivete. Yes, yes, I love that. Yes, yeah. Like, will you will you come um, to see as you used to see, but with new eyes? Yes, yeah. yes, that's so good because uh, honestly, a lot of this move right now, and I've been a part of it. You know, the deconstruction. There's been a lot of education, mm. a lot of learning. And I'm learning and it's, you know, it's just been a lot of that, a lot of facts that I'm discovering mm-hmm. that I didn't know and things being uncovered that I didn't know. And, and, and it's, and it's to the point where it's like, I need to still love God with all of my heart, mm-hmm. mind and strength, you know, yeah. not just with, with my mind, you know, uh, my heart needs to love and, mm-hmm. Um, being reconciled to God, all of God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You know, I, I think mm-hmm. that's important, you know, uh, not just reconciled to the Father or reconciled to Jesus, but being reconciled to the whole Godhead. You know, um, I, I've, I, that's been me, man. I, mm-hmm. I, needed, I needed some of that reconcil- reconciliation because I was hurt by, you know, Holy um, Spirit spaces. Yeah. You know, so. So I'm curious. So you're, you're there, you're hanging out the rest of the time. It sounds like this yeah. beautiful, peaceful experience. Yeah. Did you leave that evening? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, so you're you're in the car. What are you guys talking about? <laughs> I'm not, well, I don't we, think you're we, talking about, you know, who won the Super Bowl. You might have. No, but, yeah. no. Well, well, this this is the thing, you know, uh, when you have adult kids and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know, there's things that they see and observe as like, so we always have honest conversations. Yeah. So they wanted to hear the story of when we met with that person, you know, because that's first time we were able to sit down and, and share like that. Uh, but then it was like other stuff that was just like, you, you still have people who are <laughs> people, right? Yeah. You know? And, and so there's just someone that was sitting next to us in this moment, like, right after we have this encounter with this person of forgiveness, right. And they, they're leaning over to my wife, like, 
I really don't like these worship songs. You know, I was... <laughs> I, 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 Which is probably the reason they took all the parents and they put them in yeah, this right. other gym, right? <laughs> I heard that's that. What I'm heard, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually heard that's that. That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, this I heard is that for someone I'm... that's there. They told me that, like, oh, they don't like it when the non-Gen Z, Z people come. They, you know, they they ruin the vibe. So that's, that's right, right. Yeah. And so she's just watching, like, I. I wish they did some Andre Crouch, you know. <laughs> and then it's like, she's like, she's like, or even I would. <laughs> Kirk Franklin. Soon, Why can't they do some Kirk Franklin? Right. <laughs> Pretty soon they're gonna invite her to the next gym, right? <laughs> you know, just... Right. I'm like, is there another gym? <laughs> you know. So yeah, those people. And then there's a guy who comes up to me, like he's recording everything. He's like, you know, yeah, you know, where are you from? And you know, like, you know, I like, am yeah, from so and so. He's like, yeah, but I just escaped from California. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm like, and like, of course, being a Californian, and I know that I'm like, mm. oh, really? What happened? What was going? You know, why'd you have to? Escape? Like, is it a zombie apocalypse? <laughs> and I'm just like, what? Yeah, it? really? Come on. So you still have those people, mm. and and if you take a snapshot of that, yeah. you know, it's like that. But at the same time, you have some incredible, mm. amazing God stuff that's happening at the same time, and yeah. so. You know, that's everywhere you go, right, Paul? I mean, yep. everywhere you go, there's you're gonna have people people in. <laughs> yeah, people are gonna people, humans are gonna human. It it's what they do. And I think, yeah, the light of God's love and goodness, it refracts in us. It takes on yeah. our our mirroredness. And I think that's part of what love looks like. And I think that's, that's the difficult part about sitting on judgment on, on any ministry yeah. uh, is we, we, we only see in part. Right. And I think, yes, you know, judgment is a dangerous play game to play. It's where we, you know, ascribe value to ourselves by taking it from another. And I think there's a, there's a bit of where people are encountering something Um yeah, it can, it can, it can disrupt that. It can, it yeah. can refract. And and I think we have to allow ourselves to know that, however God lands in this, like it's just the form. I think I think it was Pete Craig that said it. I, I heard him say this. He said, you know, we need to fall in love with the reviver and not the revival. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. So good. That's it. So that's, that was our conversation. You know, we're like, hey, this is what we experienced. These were the amazing things. These are some of the things that, you know, maybe not so, but isn't this life? It's just mixed mm. like that, you know? Yeah. Um, and then we just start listening to music and it's mm. late at this point, you know, it's after nine and we got a four and a half hour drive. Mm. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So, so. Yeah, I think we should end here is like, what what's giving you hope for the days ahead? Because like you had this mm. encounter. I'm curious, like, what is this awakened in you? Um, you know, what have you rediscovered on the other side of loss? Mm -hmm. um, and and wow. what's giving you hope? Yeah, you know, uh, I am, I'm hopeful that in a moment like this, God could restore, renew, refresh mm -hmm. in a moment. This, this came out of like 
very simple, uh, you know, a couple of Gen Zers confessing to one another and praying for each other. Mm. And now people are like, maybe God is still able to do and move. And, you know, because of what they were, because of what they did, that opened up. And now I'm there reconciling a relationship. Mm. How, you know, how many things seem so hopeless and impossible where it's just a small move mm. it has a great impact, you know? And so I, I'm just, I'm hopeful for my kids' generation that this Gen Z generation will, man, they would walk into something that I was never able to walk into, you know, that they will be a part of seeing reconciliation and healing and renewal and mm. reformation and, you know, uh, in ways that I never did. Uh, it, it feels weird to, to speak like that because I was always the hungry young person going mm. after, you know, and I still don't see myself as an aged, you know, father in the church. You know, I'm in this in between, you know, uh, but I, I, I want to be a part of what God is doing. And mm. I am encouraged by this generation uh, that maybe they're not jaded like us, you know, a mm. part of the um, promise that we see in uh, the day of Pentecost. It's like when the spirit is outpoured, it says that young men will have visions and old men will dream dreams. Mm. <laughs> Why is it that old people need the Holy spirit to pour out on them to dream again? Mm. You know, it's probably yeah. because we have gone through enough things where we start to become cynical and, you know, we have some experiences and disappointments and it's like, ah, well, but then the Holy Spirit comes mm. and old men are able to dream dreams again. Yeah. And, uh, and that's where I'm at. It's like, yeah, I think I might have some old pieces inside of me from this last season. You know, people are like I aged, you know, I got more gray. <laughs> you know, I, I'm grabbing my beard for those. See, I got more gray after this, this last season. I've aged. Mm. And there's a part of me that maybe didn't dream like I used to. Mm. And I feel like God is starting to breathe life into me again. Mm. Uh, I love that. This the second naivety. I, I love that, that language. Um, I'm starting to dream again. And, and that's really encouraged because that's like a big part of who I am, you know, yeah. and I felt like that was squashed over this last season. And um, that's what gives me hope is, mm. man, God is able in a moment to renew, restore, refresh, revive. Um, yeah. So I, I have a lot of hope in that. Mm. I'm wondering if you could close our time uh, by praying for those that are listening in especially for those that maybe like ourselves when we, mm -hmm. you know, heard this, yeah. maybe struggle with a bit of cynicism um, or just feel tired, to be honest. Um, yeah. I wonder if you could speak some words and, and, yeah. and commission us to dream again. Yeah, no, that's beautiful, Paul. Oh, Jesus, I'm thankful that you are with us always. I'm thankful that you know 
um, how to reach us where we're at. And you are faithful to give us what we need in the moments where we need it the most. And so I just pray today uh, with Paul and with anybody who's listening. And I pray for the spirit of comfort to find you in the place that you are in right now. And the God of all comfort to bring hope and life and restore the places that um, are weary and tired that have been broken. You said that Jesus, that blessed are those who mourn where they will be comforted. Uh, I just pray right now that for anyone who has gone through the difficulties of this last season, um, that they will find a moment and space to grieve everything that was lost, everything that was broken, stolen, disappointment, that in those places where we open ourselves up and become vulnerable enough to mourn, that your Holy Spirit will invade those spaces with comfort mm -hmm. and renewal and refreshment. I pray, God, that you will continually pour out your spirit in fresh and new ways. That as you pour out your spirit, young men and women will have visions and old men and old women will be restored uh, and the ability to dream again. And so I just pray blessing over our Jesus collective community uh, for those who are leaning in and curious, for those who are jaded. I get it, God, that there will be a space in their heart that makes room for the possibility of what if. So God, I pray these blessings and it's in Jesus name. I give thanks. Amen. Amen. Thanks be to God. Yes. All right, dear listeners, go in peace. That's what we say at the end, right? <laughs> <laughs> go in peace. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to check out JesusCollective.com where you can find more resources and upcoming events learn about getting involved through partnership, and donate so we can keep offering content like this and engage more people and churches around the world. We'd also love to hear from you, so feel free to reach out to us with your ideas and feedback. You can drop us a message on social media or email us at connect at jesuscollective.com. Until next time.